Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Mario Cristobal Show. Joe Zagacki, Don Bailey Jr., University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal. This week, the Hurricanes take on the Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech, 3.30 in Atlanta. Coach, we look back Saturday night against Florida State. Tough night at the office for everyone. Didn't do a good job. Bad night. Uh, we got to own it. We got to learn from it. We got to grow from it and make it unacceptable. It's as simple as that. No excuses. Just nowhere near the standard of what we need to be and what we will be. Coach, when you look at this series, it's one of the greatest in college football, but for both both squads, there's been some droughts as far as wins, and there's always been some tough games. I went back and I was checking out Coach Butch Davis, and he started 0-5 against Florida State and 0-5 against Virginia Tech, and then in his sixth year, he was able to beat them both. The next year, Miami wins a national championship. You just got to keep battling through it every single year. Yeah, it's the best rivalry in, in, in sports, in my opinion. And uh, when you come and play this game, you've got you've to bring your best relentlessly for four quarters. That's what it takes. So uh, a lot of uh, work to do and a lot of uh, growth to happen. But bottom line is unacceptable and back to work. Coach, when you uh, reviewed it with the players and uh, maybe take us through uh, their response. I'm sure they were you know, a bit numb afterward. What, what is their response and what do you expect their response to be? I expect them to be as upset as all of us are. I expect us to look at that tape and because tape tells the truth that we have to improve as coaches, that we have to improve in how we coach it and how we play the game and especially our physicality, right? You have to be able to stop the run, right? You have to be able to run the football. Uh, We didn't do either one of those things particularly well. And so the bottom line is it's just not good enough and we have to make it so that is unacceptable by the way that we work by the way we approach practice and everything we do in preparation, not only for that game, but every game we play. Florida State had a very talented running back. Trey Benson had 15 carries for 128 yards. You actually had signed him at Oregon, so you saw the talent in Trey. Yeah, he was one of our running backs. We had a really good stable of running backs over there, and certainly he, uh, he's, uh, he's moved on and uh, has had a really great career so far. Very talented guy. You were put in a tough situation. Three different quarterbacks had to play. Uh, Tyler, I thought, you know, pretty gutsy, gave it a go, uh, couldn't, couldn't get through it. That had to put a lot of pressure on, on your coaching staff and trying to sort out what kind of offense you could run in this game. Well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, it, uh, it certainly played out that way. Um, you know, we didn't play well as a team overall, so the more points they scored, the more difficult it made it for a guy like Jakari. Um, to generate things, but I thought he did he did a good job. I know Jake was in a tough position and had some some tough situation, but he's a gutsy guy and a good player. And you know we're never going to throw our players under the bus. But um, again, we we put ourselves in that situation. You know we got what we earned, and we've got to deal with that and learn from it and grow from it. Coach Jalen Rivers actually playing as good as anybody in college football at that guard position. One of the best players on this team and probably in the country. Unfortunately, he's out. Can you update him for us? That one, that, that one hurts because uh, I agree with you. He's been playing as good as anybody out there, uh, and it puts us down a third or a fourth starting offensive lineman this year. Um, no update yet. We're evaluating. We're very hopeful that he can be back, but yeah, he's a tough guy. 
and a very resilient guy and, and a high-level performer, so we, we need him healthy. Coach, can you take us through uh, you know, the situation now with Van Dyke? I, I'm not sure what his health is, but trying to figure out what kind of offense you can run for the rest of the season moving forward. Take us through what the options are and how you try to uh, devise that kind of game plan and things you have to do with Coach Gaddis. Sure, sure. You have to rely on uh, everything you establish from a, a base offense standpoint early, you know, both in spring and in fall camp, and from there tailor it to how it relates to each individual quarterback's talents to give us the best chance to move the ball, generate, you know, some some offense. We've uh, obviously and have had a good run the last couple of games um, after finding some sparks two games before that. So. We've got to find a way to get back on track by doing the things and putting the ball in the hands of the guys that can do something with it. Do you want to make sure we clarify this? For Tyler Van Dyke, he played in the football game because he was cleared medically. He will play again when he's cleared medically. I mean, that's basically how it works. Absolutely. We don't, uh, no one can play unless they are cleared medically. And then uh, after they are cleared, they got to show that they can play, right? Uh, after that, you know, mentally, they have to be ready to roll mm -hmm. as well. And Tyler gave it a go. He's a tough guy. On one of the throws, trying to throw the ball away, he tweaked it. And uh, it just wasn't feeling good enough to be able to, to perform at a high level. And uh, we're glad he communicated with us. And uh, right from there, it was the decision was made that it's best to keep him out of the game. You got hit with a couple of big plays in the secondary by Florida State. Um, what did you see on those things? And then can you take us through what happened there? The first big one, you know, we, um, you know, everybody wants to point at the corner, but it's not exactly the corner's fault. We were supposed to get hands on that particular player and reroute that, um, but the safety was confused and didn't know exactly what to do. Um, so we got to coach it better, you know. Obviously, you know, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, we didn't get it done, so we got to eat it as coaches and we got to eat it as players. Um, we got called for a holding penalty on the on the interception that we had that we had made. Um, so those things, obviously, they're costly. Um, had a pass interference on the other one as well. Uh, there's, you know, we gave up, we gave up some chunk plays in the run game. Um, we boxed it fairly well, but that ball hit between the A's and the A gaps. It's got to be about physicality and tackling, and so we've got to coach that better. And we've got to demand more out of physicality from our team, and we've got to demand more from the way that we thud up in practice to tackle better because better tackling has to show up when a team's run the ball that well between the A gaps. Let's not make a mistake on that. Tackling is taught every single practice, and it's a mentality. And there's a little more to it than that. There's you got to be physical, and you have to understand the technique of it. But it is a part of every practice that you have. Every single practice, yeah. uh, you dedicate time to ball security, turnovers, and tackling. Right, the basic fundamentals, the pad level, having your feet in the ground, hands inside, all that stuff. You know, and uh, and tackling. There's got to be a willingness. To throw your body in there and get physical again and again and again right that's why they play this game for four quarters so in the fourth quarter you know who can who's still standing right who can keep going and we've got uh, we've got work to do to become that type of a team i did want to mention uh that you saw a little bit of what hard rock stadium could be it's your first time in there for miami with sixty-five thousand people at a night game uh parking lot coach was uh, jazzed all afternoon and uh, there was a level of excitement inside that stadium, so we just kind of peel away everything away from one moment. You can see what kind of potential you have for a home field. It was, it was electric. It was unbelievable. And uh, that's another reason why we're disappointed. We want to do well by our people, by our fans. God knows that we, we gave up being at some awesome places to come here and rebuild it. And I wish it could be done quicker. 
than the, the way it's going. But unfortunately, you can't. You got to go through these painful steps. But walking out there and seeing that stadium lit up like that, uh, the level of just crowd noise that came with it, the energy, we've got to continue building so that we can have that on a weekly basis. Because that's, that's a game changer, you know, and all the recruits that were there, they saw it. You know, they want to be part of an environment and atmosphere like that. It's energizing, you know, and um, so either way, very, very appreciative. Coach Henry Parrish is as tough a runner as we've got on the roster. He gave it his best, but also nice to see Jalen Knight come in, give us uh, 60 yards in that category. He did. It was good to see him, you know, come out a little bit and, and run hard, yeah. you know. And they had his eyes, seen the right stuff, put his foot in the ground and got north and south a couple times. And another time he bounced outside and got himself an extra 10, 12 yards. So a lot of progress there. Also, probably the nature of where we are in college football today. Uh, two years ago, it was Miami winning by 42. Two years later, it's Florida State by 42. So this thing in college football kind of ebbs and flows a little maybe quicker than it has in the past. Got to get to work. Got to develop the roster and got to build the roster relentlessly. Coach, you, you look at the special teams again, and I, I've had a tendency this year to bring them up a bit, uh, quite a bit, but the main reason is they've been so productive. Borregales, 49-yard make as far as that goes, and then Lou Headley averaged 47 yards on the day, and both of these guys are consistently doing very, very good things. They are. Those guys are, are excellent people, workers, teammates. I mean, they're, they're exactly what you want at those positions. Super proud of them, thankful for them. They are, they are absolutely awesome. Strepo bounced back in there, uh, made a hell of a catch for you. Nice throw by Jakari. Uh, nice to see Restrepo getting a few more reps. It is, and he's getting healthier and healthier, so his rep count, his pitch count goes up game by game. Uh, certainly glad to have him back in there. Coach, can you quantify the value of when freshmen are playing this time of year? You know, the, the old saying is, for every freshman you start, you should lose a football game. I think Woody had said that 100 years ago, and I'm not so sure that's not far from the truth, but how much of an advantage it helps them down the road? Well, there's nothing like live ball. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like being out there on game day and having to do it uh, on your own. You know, no practice, no, no coach trying to correct you, you know, when you do something wrong or instantaneous feedback where you have time between plays. You got to go and then you got to go to the next play. There's a lot to be said about what that does in terms of development. So uh, we've gotten a lot of guys, plenty of action. We're going to keep doing that. And it's because they've earned it. We're just not, we're not just throwing guys out there just to throw them out there. And also, you know, there's a lot of other guys that have logged a significant amount of reps. We have to alleviate them of some of the reps they've taken on. We're, we're not very deep as a football team. We knew that, you know, that's why we try to go portal heavy at certain positions and we, we wish we would have done some more. Um, but the one, the positions that are a little bit lighter, we got to keep finding ways to get more guys playing time and by preparing them, you know, by legitimately giving them a chance to help the football team. Can we pick up on, on uh, the value of depth for a moment? Because uh, a lot of times we think about depth and it's, it becomes, oh, a guy gets, uh, gets injured so a, a player of equal value comes in. But when you have depth and you have equal players or guys that are close, they're not only fighting for reps in practice, they're fighting for reps in games. Therefore, uh, maybe the reps in the games are down a little bit. They don't have to play as much, which means fewer injuries also, right? Without a doubt. You do. You want to be depth helps you in a lot of different ways. It helps with the battle of attrition. 100%. But it helps with, the, with competition. Yeah. You know, you don't want guys walking in too comfortable. That's never good for a program. Entitlement and, um, you know, selfishness always have to be, you have to rid the program of that, always. You know, you never want guys feeling like they can automatically step into a starting role. 
not healthy. So besides the, comp the competitive nature of having depth, the second part, like you mentioned, is you know you can now rep this thing and rep count it in a way where not only are guys playing, guys are playing at their max, right? Guys are playing at their absolute best because there's a pitch count for each one, and that helps you be more productive. Or even in the fourth quarter, right now your guys are fresh, right? You go into the fourth quarter, you got a healthy, fresh team, that certainly helps wear the, the opponent out. It certainly does. The other fact is, is that I don't, that's changed through college football is years ago, the guys that weren't starters were put on special teams to contribute. Now you're putting the best players, period, on special teams. And people forget that those reps get logged too. And a lot of those are big plays, 40-yard runs or 50-yard runs, and are exhausting. They are, and I'm a firm believer your best players got to play on special teams. Mm -hmm. and, and everywhere I've had a chance to coach at, that's been the philosophy. It makes it more competitive. If, if you start pulling your best players from special teams, uh, then special teams becomes that other thing you do when you don't play offense and defense. We don't want that. There's three phases to every game, and special teams is one of them. All right, we will move ahead now. When we come back, we'll talk about Georgia Tech Miami and Georgia Tech on Saturday at 3.30 from Atlanta, we'll talk about the Yellow Jackets right after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, we move on to uh, Georgia Tech coming up on Saturday. 3.30 meeting for Miami and Georgia Tech. 27th meeting between the Hurricanes and the Yellow Jackets in the series. It's 13 to 13. Dead even so far. Georgia Tech coming off a good win against Virginia Tech 28-27. Come from behind victory. I guess the first question would be, they're going, it looks like they have a freshman quarterback also, but your quarterback situation going forward, how do you measure that this week? Well, first we've got to see how Tyler's doing. You know, Tyler's our starting quarterback, trying to get him healthy, and we will construct practice around that and see who can do what best, who can help us move the ball best, who can help us score points the best, and also make sure the ball ends up in the hands of guys that can, can make something happen. Okay, we haven't done that the past couple games. we got to do that. Coach, as far as preparing for Georgia Tech, you're going to have to deal trying to prepare for two quarterbacks. Sims is, was, has been the start of the season as the, the starter, and then they put in a guy last week, Pyron, who's had a heck of a football game, helped beat Virginia Tech. So you're going to have to put on both hats as far as preparation goes for them. No doubt. Two great young players now. They, they both bring a lot to the table. And, um, you know, I know that they put in, you know, uh, Pyron this past game and over the past couple of games, and he has looked like a guy that's very natural as a starter. So, uh, in essence, we're, we're practicing and preparing for two really good football players. Yeah, he was uh, one of the top players in, in Alabama. While they've struggled offensively to score, it looks like they're trying to manufacture things out of their defense and special teams, right? They've got 22 takeaways for the year and four block kicks. So they're trying to find other ways uh, to win the football game. No doubt, number two in the country in takeaways. They, they make an active effort to take the football away, knock it out of the running back, wide receiver's hands, return specialist hands, and they come after you on special teams. Familiar with Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech outgained Virginia Tech 463 yards to 304. Pretty big spread. No, without a doubt. They, they find different ways to move the football. They're talented. They have a 
a, a very big offensive line that's athletic, so they're doing a good job. I think uh, they have one of the players in the league that I think actually really fun to watch. Charlie Thomas, their linebacker, has 16 tackles and forced a fumble, but he's been there for a while. He's really an active guy, isn't he? He is active, explosive, athletic, and instinctive. You know, the guy really, he understands football inside and out, gets those guys lined up. He's, he's a heart and soul. Coach, you know, we go back to the Virginia game, the importance of winning a close game, a hard-fought battle. Georgia Tech's coming off of one of those hard-fought battles. It, it comes with those wins or co comes with confidence. So, I mean, that's something you're going to have to deal with as an opponent. Without a doubt. You know, they did a really good job coming, uh, coming from behind and winning that football game. And our guys know that uh, the tape does not tell lies. The tape tells the truth. They have some very talented players. And as a football player, you have to always prepare and acknowledge the talented players on other teams and never ever thinking that you have the most talent because you don't. Other teams have really good players and you got to prepare your best for them. I want to uh, bounce back to Jakari for a moment because you look for dynamic players and uh, you can see some aspects in his game. It's really early, but whether it's running, uh, really powerful, I think some of the confidence that's brewing inside him, he looks like he could, he's going to be dynamic with his hands on the ball. He's a really good player, and he is a, just a natural leader as well. He's done a really, really good job. And, you know, and, and we feel the same way about Jake. And I know that, you know, um, that he had a couple, rough couple of plays, but these are really these are competitive guys that truly care and work hard. And that's all you could ask for from your guys. So we'll see this week how things go with Tyler's health. Coach, the importance of dividing up reps now, and it all depends, of course, on Tyler, on what's going to happen in this ballgame. How do you handle that during practice between the quarterbacks? Well, as soon as we find out how much Tyler you know, is capable of going or doing, then from there, we figure it out. You can only rep so many things in practice, right? At this time of year, if you're surpassing a certain rep count, you're wearing down your team. Mm -hmm. So we have to construct in the manner that we're doing the things that plays to each, each particular quarterback's strengths. You know. And if we know by the end of today exactly which direction we're going, then it's tailored that way and it's full throttle that way. And if we have to divvy it up because we don't know, then we divvy it up. But either way, we'll get the reps that we need and be prepared. Uh, I think we touched on it a little bit, but Knighton did show some explosiveness the other night. So uh, that's a positive because you got to be looking, right? Every, whoever can be the playmakers to get into the end zone, he's certainly a guy that has proven in the past that uh, he can find the end zone. Right. He sure has. He. Uh, He's coming along. You know, we were on him earlier about ball security because, yeah. I mean, it's like the running back coach tells him ball security is job security. You got you to make sure that, that you hang on to that thing. It doesn't matter how explosive or fast you look. If you turn that thing over, everybody is, at, is in jeopardy. So uh, credit to him for making that a huge point of emphasis. Obviously, this team takes away the ball a ton. Right. Obviously, this team has watched us on film and who's put the ball on the ground. So a lot of pride to be taken by him and the rest of the guys to make sure we lock that ball, put it away. Would you want to go big picture on recruiting because of obvious restrictions? But when, you, when you're talking to the class or the guys that you're recruiting, one of the things that was presented to me and to you when you were recruited in Miami is opportunity. And really, that's all you can ask for is you get an opportunity to play. 100%. And you know, the best predictor of future behavior is typically past behavior, right? And I think it's important that you always present truthfully and honestly to all your prospects where you've been and what you've done, right? With certain positions and certain spots with your coordinators, you know, a guy coming off a Bros Award, with your DB coach coming off a national championship team, um, the things that we did at the respective places we built, so they understand what it looked like when we arrived there and then what it looked like by the time 
we left there so there's clarity and honesty and transparency as to what it's going to look like. And also the fact that we left some unbelievable places because we feel this is the best one and fully knowing that it's going to come with some work now. You know, this, you're walking into a turnkey operation. And, and that being said, you have to work hard to find out and attract the type of people that are into working and building because that's what, that's what we are. You know, that's what I am. That's what the coaches that we've hired are and the guys that we're recruiting are like that as well. They have to be willing to put in the time to work to come in and earn the opportunity to play and at the same time being shown that you know we're not a particularly you know um, we're not a very deep roster there's a lot of opportunity here and speaking of that just go back to what we visited on a moment ago we saw what hard rock can be can be like the other thing is this uh from the time you played and you played television loves the university of miami it doesn't matter the record you're on national the national stage the other night they love putting miami on nationwide uh under the lights and there's still, it's still the University of Miami. And these young guys that are coming in, that's a great opportunity for them, right? I mean, everything is still out there in front of them from playing in front of a full stadium and national TV. And Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.